Hi, beautiful peeps. Thank you for joining me. I'm Rebecca and I'm the host of the Jewelers Hub podcast. I'm a eco-aware jeweler based down in Brighton and the proud owner of Rebecca and Jewelry. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Jewelers Hub podcast. <laughs> that seemed to be a mouthful today. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, how did you get on with the last uh, podcast? Did you uh, get yourself a notebook and answer the questions? It'd be great to know if you did. Um, leave us a little comment or head on over to my Facebook page and leave a comment there. So, um, halfway through yes, uh, yesterday... <laughs> oh, sorry, I've, I'm giving up caffeine, so <laughs> my head's a little bit all over the place... <laughs> Um, so in the last podcast, um, I asked a couple of questions and one of them was, where do you see yourself in a year's time? So I was just wondering if you have answered that and where do you see yourself in five years time? I'm going to go and do a post that I'll post on Facebook tomorrow and I'd love you to put some of your answers to that there so that I can use that um, for the next podcast. But this week, we're going to look at the last week's Tuesday question, where I asked you what made you start your jewellery business. And I think this is a really wonderful place um, to begin, <laughs> really. Um, it's a really important thing, because when things are getting tough with a business, which there are going to be points where you're going to you're going to be feeling tired, you're going to feel exhausted, you're going to feel like, am I doing enough? Am I doing, you know, what is happening? You'll be have, feeling possibly at points imposter syndrome. There's going to be so much going around in your head. And it's really great to remember why you started your jewellery business. And um, I don't know if you saw uh, my Facebook post about this last week, but it was actually in my early 30s when I'd had enough of working nine to five for somebody else. And I truly believe I could be my own boss. There is another element to this as well. Um, I have an autoimmune disease, which is, I'm very, very lucky that a lot of the time it's well, my body behaves, but there will be points where I'll have really terrible fatigue and then my body will just balloon and I'm unable to walk. Um, and for me, being my own boss, it gives me freedom to be able to work when I can. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling too great, it means I can work from home if I want to, or I can give myself some time off. And then when I'm feeling at my best, I can then work longer hours. So for me to become my own boss was really about flexibility. Um... And I have really, truly found that. And for me, you know, it is stressful being your own boss, but I love it. It's a different type of stress. And I'm so much better um, now that I am working for myself. And there's lots of other things that have changed for me, which, you know, it's silly things. Like I had chillblains on my toes for five years and <laughs> I haven't had them um, since I've worked for myself. Um, that yes, yeah, so there's it, there's lots of things. So it's about finding the right balance for you. Um, so yeah, so that was sort of one of the reasons why I started. But also, I knew that 
yeah, I knew I could be my own boss. And I wanted to put my my energy into building my empire, really. Um, and it's it's so amazing that, you know, when someone chooses to purchase your jewellery um, and chooses to work with you, you know, they're supporting your livelihood. And that's really special. So, yeah, so those are sort of some of the reasons or the main reasons why I um, started my business. But, of course you're always going to have worry and you're going to have um, self-doubt and things like that. And if you saw my post, you'd have seen me discuss briefly my dyslexia. Um, and for years, I was very scared because of my dyslexia. Um, you know, at school, I really struggled. I got a lot of help in primary school. I went to secondary school and it all stopped. Um, and then when I went to college, within the first week, I got called into a meeting and they said you know we can we can see no it wasn't the first we must be in the first month when I handed in my first assignment or something like that it was very early on though they were like you actually have quite bad dyslexia but this wasn't brought to attention by your school it wasn't in any of the notes um and I explained the situation it turns out I should have had extra time in all my exams and everything like that so but I'm 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 quite good at being able to cover up my difficulties it's not necessarily always a good thing. Um, so yeah, so I, but I was, I was quite ashamed of having dyslexia. Um, and at college, I refused to have the extra help. I, I just didn't want to, I felt singled out. And I think that went back to my childhood, you know, at primary school, having to be taken out of class, to go and have special lessons, um, as they were called then, and only been allowed to read set books. I wasn't allowed to choose books in the classroom. And I didn't want to be singled out because of my dyslexia and feeling like I struggled. So then when it came to getting a job, um, I was really quite nervous, you know. I didn't know how how I was going to tackle it but I did and I found really amazing ways to cope and I've done some pretty great jobs you know I used to work as a maternity care assistant on delivery suite um I then went on and worked for a market research company and it was actually working at the second market research company that I worked for which is a really large company and I teamed up with one of the guys who sat opposite me and basically we had a deal that he would um, proofread all my emails for me and any written documents and I would do certain tasks that he really hated doing that I was quick at doing um, and it worked brilliantly neither of us it never held either of us up it just worked really well um, and so after that I just became more honest about my dyslexia um, and how I have worked it with being in the jewellery industry, one of the things I really struggle with is names. I, I, I just, I can't work out how to spell certain names. It just, and when I'm sat there and a customer is telling me their name and I just, an automatic blank goes up. Um, so what I have tend to do is we'll pass, um, documentation or paperwork for the customer to fill in and I'll get them to fill it in while I'll continue to do something so whether it be like putting away sample jewelry or getting other pieces to show them so that there isn't I'd say or oh, just to help speed things up for you if you fill in this paperwork it means that I can do this um 
and I've never had a customer complain. Um, an old employer, he didn't, uh, he'd always say, no, you should, you should take the details down. But I never had a customer complain. And I think actually it worked out better than me having to keep asking a customer, oh, can you re-spell that? Can you, can you spell that? Oh, sorry, can you slow down? Can you spell that? Um, so yeah, sorry, I went, I went slightly off topic. But anyway, the, that was a lot of my self-doubt when I was building my own business because you know, I'm going to be working or I do, I work completely on my own um, for myself. There's nobody offering any backup or support. So when I'm writing my posts and and documentation on all of that, I'm having to really rely on myself and really hope that Spellcheck <laughs> is doing a good job. Um, and sometimes things slip through um, and I'll go back and I will be able to notice that, oops, okay, I've put the wrong word in there or, you know, things like that. But I'm no longer, I'm no longer scared about having dyslexia and I'm no longer scared about admitting having it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm now going to talk about some of the reasons why you lovely people had started your business. And it's really amazing sort of seeing the different reasons. You know, one was it had been started as a hobby just for themselves as a nice relaxing pastime. And more and more people were wanting to buy their pieces. And then they decided, oh, OK, I'm going to go and sell this at um, some little craft fairs and little markets. And that grew and then they got offered a space within a shop in the lanes and then that grew and then, you know, became something that's an incredible business now. Um, Some of you have started due to a loss in the family and it gave you something to really focus on. And I mean, how, how wonderful that you've taken something that is so hard and you have taken your energy there and put it into a business and... I can only imagine whenever you're making jewellery that you somehow feel connected because that is the reason why you started. And yeah, that's that's just incredible. And then know people that have started because um, family are jewellers and so they've got into it that way. Others, I'm just having a look now. It's, yeah, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. And the reason that I wanted, and which I I touched upon at the beginning of this podcast, the reason I wanted to ask that question is whenever you are having a point where you are feeling a little bit deflated or question yourself, because we all do it, just hold on to why you started. Because we all started for different reasons. But all of them are for a very good reasons so yeah hold on to those and just remember that you've got this so yeah I'm gonna say when you feel like quitting remember why you started today is the opportunity to build the tomorrow you want I think that's so true it really is true (laughs) 